0: I'm Tavis Smiley, pleased to be joined now by Dr. Wendy uh, Talese Tally, corporate wellness expert and has worked in the mental health field for almost 25 years now. She's the founder and CEO of uh, Talese Consulting Group, a corporate group practice providing mental health treatment. I am honored uh, to have her back on this program, although once again, under difficult circumstances. Dr. Wendy, how are you today, first of all?
1: I am well, Tavis. Thank you so much for having me, and how are you?
0: I'm doing the best I can, Uh, again, under these circumstances. I hate to complain. As as I say all the time, if I complain, that would be an ingrate. Um, But if there were anything to complain about, it would be about this reality that we are faced with once again, uh, and that is um, black men uh, who uh, think that the only way out is uh, to take their own lives. So yesterday the news broke while I was on the air, in fact. Uh, we uh, had to push it out yesterday when the, it hit the wires that um, Stephen twitch boss uh, mm-hmm. Had killed himself. Uh, we know twitch as Ellen DeGeneres as a longtime uh, DJ on a very mm-hmm. popular daytime show no longer running in first um, uh, in first run at least um, but um, he was there for many years uh, with Ellen and the tributes have been pouring in from everywhere of course as you might imagine um, uh, to and about Twitch and certainly our prayers and uh, well wishes go out to his wife and to his three children, to his family, particularly and especially during the holiday season. Uh, and I want to get to that in just a second here. We just had a guest on this program days ago um, with a new book out called Grief is Love. Grief is love. If you missed that mm-hmm. conversation, you want to go to our uh, any of our platforms and find that podcast, find that conversation we had just days ago. Uh, about grief being love, and we had that conversation because, as you well know, Dr. Wendy, in the holiday season, while many of us are celebrating, others are, others are just trying to navigate their way through uh, because uh, they've lost loved ones during the holiday season, and every time they get to this time of the year, it just brings back all of those feelings. Uh, and so we'll talk about the holiday season and how to navigate grief with you as you see it in a moment. Uh, a season that is typically about comfort and warmth and family for most of us, but not for everybody, as I said a moment ago. Um, but I want to start with um, um, uh, whether or not you think, uh, when these sort of sorts of ugly incidents, tragic incidents happen, whether or not it focuses us as it ought on the fact that it that it's okay to ask for help. And I don't know all that was going on in his life. Um I just know that his wife, apparently was stunned and shocked, had no idea that this was about to be a choice. Uh, he was going to make an option that was on the table for him and I, I and i'm always curious as to how people who endure this process it themselves and how they don't blame themselves for not seeing something that was about to happen that would be so tragic but what what say you about whether or not these incidents you know raise high enough on the agenda the fact that it is okay for us to ask for help when we're going through difficult seasons of our lives.
1: Yes. So, you know, I mean, you just said it, it's just, it's just something that we um, are, you never know when somebody's going through something and it is a shock to, to most. Mm-hmm. And what, what individuals don't understand is that during the holiday season, you know, just like you said, you're bringing up all of these memories good, bad, or indifferent about Mm -hmm. things have happened, you've missed folks and things like that. And people find themselves... Um, a lot of times forced to either be isolative. They don't want to be around. They start to have depressive symptoms. We've talked about that before. Mm-hmm. And um, they really begin to feel like their life does not matter. Um, you even have people who are dealing with high-functioning depression. And, and those folks are, they look like like he did, like Stephen did. Mm-hmm. He was fine. He, he danced his whole life around and he was living out his dream. He had his beautiful wife and kids. Is, but deep down inside he was suffering and we have to make this i know we have all these other issues that we're dealing with but you know black men and depression and suicide it, it's a it's a it's a it's an emergency it's a crisis mm-hmm. it's a global epidemic and we really need to fix that yeah. and so and during this time during the holiday season we have to know it is not it isn't going into silence And and stuffing it down is not the way to go. We are seeing the the effects of when we just don't ask for help. Family members have to be able to let these folks know that we are not going to tease you and make you feel like something's wrong with you when you ask for help.
0: In your practice, uh, you've been at this for a quarter century now. Um, what Mm -hmm. What have you discovered, Dr. Wendy, about why it is so difficult in particular for black men to talk, for black men to ask for help?
1: we've speculated this in in so many different ways but black men specifically in this conversation have a weight of the world on their shoulders mm-hmm. um for being a man for being black especially being targeted and all of that but just being able to feel comfortable and not going to be stigmatized and labeled and demeaned and and made to feel weak that you need help you know those um, you know, microaggressions, those masculine t- um, toxic belief systems that we all experience that when they grow up in the world, I'm a, I'm a mother of a, of a 17-year-old, you know, black son, I'm mm-hmm. African-American, mm-hmm. and, you know, really having him to be okay with just feeling. And when you have these pressures and you don't have somebody to talk to, when you don't feel like you have a safe space, you will go within and you won't have a conversation at all. And I'm not sure in a sense of, you know, the closing or the, the downfall of Ellen's show, how much of that was an impact. He's the king of his household. Mm -hmm. He has three children. He has a wife. He still has an obligation as a man and a provider. What type of impact was that having? And even though he was smiling and all of that, Was he concerned about the well-being of his children and he didn't feel like this was a way out? And black men need to know that there is a way out.
0: The first thing I thought about, and again, it's hard to speculate on these things uh, because we don't know what was going on inside his head, inside his heart, inside his world. But to your point, what we do know was that once the Ellen show was canceled, he didn't roll into another gig right away. Uh, no, and, and I have been, you know, I've been at this 30 years in my career, Dr. Wendy. So there've been times that I've been extremely busy and I've been very fortunate for most of my career. I've never stopped working, but there have been times, you know, you can't, you can't survive 30 years in this business without being fired from some job. So we've all been fired before, uh, in the media broadcast business, your show ends, they fire you, they change direction. You're not going to have a, a 30, 40 year run uninterrupted the business just doesn't work that way and i've had moments where i wasn't you know at the top of my game so to speak and i i remember specifically after i got fired by bet many years ago praying i remember being on my knees and praying that i would not discover in the months after being fired by bet that i could not make a distinction between who i am and what i do i said lord please don't let me find out that i can't make a clear distinction between who i am and what it is that I do. I know so many people in this business, I've seen this happen so many times, some who've taken their lives, others who've just struggled with depression, others who've lost their way because when the show ends, when the music stops, when the applause uh, is no more, uh, and certainly in Hollywood, people know this story well, uh, that people just feel like they have no worth, they have no value. And, again, I'm not casting expression on him. I do not know what's right. going, going on inside his head or heart. But since you raised that point, I just want to augment that I know what that feels like. I know people who've, who've had to navigate that and ha- having to learn that, you know, who you are is not what you do. Uh, and, and and what I want to uh, come back to uh, in just a second when we come forward is this uh, connected to this notion is why it is that we see the numbers of black men committing suicide. And we know, as you well know, that black men are committing suicide at a faster, higher rate than anybody else. It's it's this suicide yes. uh, uh, thing is impacting and affecting black men in ways that it's not affecting or impacting anybody else. Here's my question. Why, though, are all these black men so young? These are not black men who are chronologically gifted, if I can put it that way, who are killing themselves. What is happening, one, that it's black men who are doing this more than anybody else. And number two, why is it always the case that these are young black men? The last time you were on here, we were talking about Regina King's son, Ian, yeah. taking his life. Why are they always so young? And what does that mean about what we have to do to help black men understand that it's 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 a marathon, it's, it's not a sprint. Uh, and because this didn't work out, doesn't mean that your life is over, and that you know that there are not other opportunities that will come. That you can't reinvent yourself, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. We'll talk about that specific issue of why black men and why black men who are, in fact, so young. When we come forward with Dr. Wendy Talley on KBLA Talk 1580. Looking for legitimate political discourse without the bear spray? Tune in and speak out. KBLA Talk 1580. Continue our conversation now, sadly, about the tragic death of Twitch, Stephen, Twitch boss, um, Ellen DeGeneres' longtime DJ. Uh, the story is all over the news. Uh, it broke yesterday while we were on the air, and we're coming back to it today with an expert, Dr. Wendy Talley, uh, on the back half of this hour to try to understand uh, why this is happening uh, specifically to black men and what, if anything can be done about it. I was making the point a moment ago, Dr. Wendy, as you heard uh, that, um, you know, I have had in my own career uh, to, to pray to make sure that when you have these seasons in your career where things are sort of dry, that you don't equate what you do with who you are because that can get you in trouble. You start to feel like you don't matter anymore because you're not on TV every day or not on radio every day. You don't hear the applause and, That can get inside you, uh, and you can uh, start to experience what we discussed yesterday on this program, imposter syndrome, right? Start faulting yourself. We had an hour discussion about imposter syndrome, powerful conversation on this program yesterday. But my question right quick is, um, what do you make of the fact that these black men that seem to be, uh, that are, in fact, committing suicide, every time we see the data, it seems to be young black men who apparently have not been able to wrap their brains around the fact that this is a long-distance run, it's a marathon, not a sprint. How do you see that?
1: Absolutely. They're really struggling. I mean, the rates are coming out between 24 to age 36. Um, uh, Black and young black men are really just finding the option of just, you know, going ahead and taking their life because of the weight of the pressures, you know, from the financial hardship. From having to deal with the fact of not being able to live up to whatever expectations um and also too, you hit the nail on the head being a man and and having to define you know who am I, what am I, and do I even make um uh, you know a dent in this world am I valued and so when you when black men are not given the opportunity to continue to keep rising, to overcome, to be able to, you know, get over the hurdles, whether if you're getting fired or whether your your business has gone under or whether you lost a a relative or whatever the loss may Mm -hmm. be or the struggle. Like you said, identity is so important. Identity for black people as a whole as a global whole, is so important. When you talk about black men, the identity falls where? It is not just my name. It is not just because who I'm related to, but how can I provide? How can I be able to, you know, have a successful career in whatever it is that I do? And then, you know, will I ever fall out the graces of, of the limelight? It could be in Hollywood. It could be, you know, in your community or in your family. Do I even matter? Mm. And can I do this? And it's the whole premise of, can I even still do this? I don't know what to do. I'm lost. And I I, I have to say this, the reason why that uh, I believe Black men are not speaking up, we don't teach our young Black boys how to communicate. Mm. We don't teach our young Black boys how to say, I need help, and asking for help is okay. How can I have this safe space without being teased? This is something that I teach my son who's 17 years old all the time. You know, I have to admit, being transparent, my son was actually thinking of committing suicide when my uh, myself and his father were going through a divorce. Mm. And it was years of just issues. And I really had to pay attention to him and ask him, you need to talk to me. I don't care if you have to write it down. I don't care if you draw it out. I don't, I don't care what do you need to do, but you've got to get it out. It's going to be okay. I'm not going to be upset with you. You're not going to be less loved because you are feeling this way. Mm. Black men need to know that they are loved.
0: When we come forward in our remaining moments with Dr. Wendy Talley, I want to ask her what we say, what we do uh, about the fact that so many black men, so many young black men, those who are choosing to take their own lives, see asking for help as a sign of weakness. That is part of the problem, that they see asking for help as a sign of weakness, and no black man who I know wants to appear to be weak. But what do we do about it? Our remaining moments with Dr. Wendy Talley when we come forward on KBLA Talk 1580. Interrogating your assumptions and expanding your inventory of ideas. Let's get back to Tavis Smiley on KBLA Talk 1580. Let's get back to Dr. Wendy Talley talking about suicide in black America, particularly and especially among black men, given... The tragic loss uh, of uh, Stephen Twitch boss yesterday, Um, a quick factoid I want to read to you over the last decade. Suicide rates in the U.S. have increased dramatically among racial and ethnic minorities and black Americans in particular. Suicide deaths occur across the lifespan, uh, but have increased most dramatically for black youth. The highest rate of death is among black Americans aged 25 to 36, as you heard Dr. Wendy um, uh, say earlier in this conversation. And here at KBLA Talk 1580, it seems to me that if black talk radio is about anything, it is about ought to be about bringing these kinds of conversations into the public arena and not sweeping them under the rug. And every time there's another high profile suicide, um, uh, we, we come back to these conversations because something has to be done to arrest this development and one of the things we have to wrestle with Dr. Talley is this notion that so many black men have that asking for help is a sign of weakness. What say you?
1: Absolutely, it is not a sign of weakness. You are actually you know stronger in your vulnerability and when you find that you need to be able to make a turn You know, asking for help in your weakness increases your ability to be stronger. You have more control in that space. You know, we need to understand that silence is not golden. Silence, you know, is very toxic. Mm. And so black men need to know, and all people need to know, but especially black men need to know that if you ask for help in your weakness, if you ask for help in your limitations, that you can be able to become stronger in the space that you want to become in. You don't have to stay there. You know, and and I think that family members need to know what what to say in those spaces. One, don't be don't be judgmental if they if you have a family member that you know could not be you know acting their normal self their their appearance is changing or they could be extremely anxious they're overworking um they don't seem to always have um things together you may want to ask them hey do you need some help do you do you need me to um support you on anything i think we need to Really began to have those conversations Mm -hmm. so they no longer feel weak.
0: The thing about this, I'll close on this note, the thing about this for me, Dr. Wendy Talley, that is so disturbing beyond the obvious that we've lost another uh, talented uh, brother. Um, What bothers me most is that of all the things that black people face, this is preventable. There's so many things that happen to us that we just can't control. We can't control that folk uh, demean us and demonize and disenfranchise us. We fight back, and when we fight, we win. So nothing wrong with the fight back, but so many things happen to black folk every day that we just can't control. But here is something, finally, that is preventable, and that's what makes my heart hurt so badly, Dr. Wendy.
1: Absolutely. It does not have to be this way. This is not a selfish act. This is not something somebody wants to do. He made peace with that, and it has happened over time. This was not just something sudden. You know, here in um, California, we have that text number 988 that the Department of Mental Health has created. Mm-hmm. People can text that for for them to be able to get the, the crisis help. Family members, you can even call this number and ask for help. Hey, I have a family member that's going through this. Somebody please help me. 211 is another resource. This can be preventable if we are able to provide the safe spaces for people to talk. Mm. And we need to be able to let them know we are here, we love you, and you matter.
0: Dr. Wendy Talley, we love you and you matter, and we thank you for always being (laughs) there when we call you. And uh, it it seems we're always calling you in moments of crisis, but that's why you do what you do, and you do it so well. Thank you for taking our call today. Good to have you back on the program. Happy holidays to you and your family.
1: Thank you. You too. Happy holidays and happy new year as well.
0: Thank you very much. Uh, Hour three of Tavis Smiley when we come forward after news, traffic and sports on KBLA Talk 1580.